This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as the AccessMedia.nz app. Kia ora, I'm Hugh, and you're listening to my quasi-weekly podcast, Hugh's Featured Tracks. This is a look back at the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on the Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata o Manawatu. Without further ado, let's hear the first of those tracks. Let's start the week off with something gorgeous and dreamy, eh? Uh, Wellington band Womb is made up of uh, siblings Cello and Haz Forrester, um, with the addition of Georgette Brown on drums. They have a new album out called Dreaming of the Future Again, uh, which uh, came out on the 11th of November this year. And there's a single from it which uh, got on to, I believe, the November New Tracks compilation. The single's called Oceans, um, and it's just this kind of gorgeous, constantly slow-building emotional thing. Um, The ocean in this song is kind of a kind of a a metaphor um and just sort of an elusive image really they're they're kind of talking about how much humans are composed of water and the relationship that gives us to the concept of an ocean um but also they're interested in the kind of spiral action of uh waves and waveforms and how things move from states uh spiraling in and out of any given state um and to take that into a human experience, uh, people spiraling in and out of closeness, uh, closeness with one another. Um, I really like this. I think I'm going to have to get the album. If you want to do that, you can get it from their Bandcamp page, which is uh, now this is like a little hard to uh, kind of read out. Basically, the name of the band is Womb, but they have stylized it in their URL as w-o-m-b.bandcamp.com. And then you will be able to get your very own copy of this album, uh, Dreaming of the Future, again. Uh, There's also a, a really gorgeous video for it which is up on YouTube, which you can find out. I think it's on the Flying Nun Records YouTube channel. Um, it, it, uh, part of it involves the construction and then deployment of a, a homemade 
uh, kind of spiraling rain machine um, to recreate the the rain drenched kissing scene from, and this is also just like the idea that this is now a cultural touchstone is fascinating to me. But from the video for uh, Russian pop duo Tattoo's uh, song, All the Things She Said, uh, it's not something that I necessarily thought would become kind of an iconic image, but there we go. Uh, it is. Right now, though, here are Womb uh, from the album Dreaming of the Future. Again, this is Oceans.
continue with Christmas music this morning and a bit of a local flavour um, in kind of an interesting way. I talked earlier this year to Fee from the project Elemento Papayoya, um, which is uh, or was, I think it's a kind of one album collective kind of a deal. I don't think there's a plan for this to be an ongoing band with, uh, with multiple live shows or anything like that, although... In the course of the interview, uh, they did mention that there might be a second outing um, if there were enough uh, members of the collective enthusiastic and uh, spare songs ready to be learned. Anyway, uh, Elemento Papayoya is a project which came from Fee being gifted a uh, banjo and sitting around trying to figure out how to play it. Um, leaning on songs that kind of meant a lot to them in their youth. Uh, in this case, the works of uh, New Zealand's very own pop-punk extravaganza, Elemento P, um, a band who uh, have sort of disappeared into obscurity these days but were literally inescapable in their heyday. Um, they were just everywhere and uh, incredibly popular for a hot minute. So Elemento Papayoya is a, an album of kind of chill, lo-fi, uh, relaxed acoustic covers of Elemento, uh, Elemento P's very um, up-tempo, high-energy, and deceptively like highly crafted pop-punk songs. Um, and it's it's a neat listen. It's got that vibe that that acoustic albums of that sort sometimes have where it's kind of like just sitting in the corner of the living room and and the guys are noodling about on LMNOP songs for fun and you get to sit in um it's it's a cool vibe it's a neat album and uh the proceeds of the project uh went to a good cause as well which is neat anyhow anyhow Back when I did that interview, I featured uh, a track, possibly two, from that album. Um, there was one attached to the interview, and there was also one that I featured just as a featured track generally. Um, and it has come time now to feature another one because, because Element OP actually recorded a Christmas song, and that is uh, provided on the Elemento P album as a quote-unquote secret track. It's not really um, a secret track in quite the way that, you know, secret tracks uh, were a thing. Secret tracks, in case you are, you know, uh, a, a person younger than myself, were a thing that happened back when CDs, um, in fact, they go back to tapes really, um, that happened back when cassettes and CDs were the primary vector for popular music. Um, what would happen is that people would put, uh, you know, a few minutes of silence at the end of the final track and then put in an extra thing. And so if you left the the CD playing or the tape playing, what would happen is that you would think that it was over. Um, and if you didn't, you know, take the CD out and, and uh, put another one in, then like after a few minutes, you would get this extra track, um, which – you know, often came as a bit of a surprise, uh, at least the first time you heard it. However, however, in this day of uh, digital distribution where you just download things as a collection of files, what the secret track or the bonus track actually means is just that it says bonus track in brackets around the edge. However, 
However, I'm always keen to feature uh, local music, particularly local Christmas music at this time of year. It fits very neatly with my goal of, you know, Christmas music that you won't hear elsewhere uh, and my no snow policy. So here you go. Here are Elemento Papayoya uh, from the Elemento Papayoya album, which I believe you can still get um, on Bandcamp. If you just search for that name, you can uh, get your very own copy, including this track if you like here is uh, the Elemento P song Christmas it was, it was a Friday, Friday night, night. And, and I was, was feeling right and then by Wednesday night, night I felt like I was on my way anyway I chose I won't be coming home for Christmas looking back you made me feel vulnerable my faithfulness was somewhat debatable looking back I did quite alright set up the rest of my life We're on a roll, so why not continue with the Christmas music? Um, And this is kind of a special one because I think if you were to poll the global populace or at least the Anglosphere and ask for the most hated Christmas song kind of across the world, I I think you'd get a very specific answer. I think... Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney would come out ahead. Now, you know, there are Snoopy's Christmas haters, but but the thing about Snoopy's Christmas that you have to realise if you're a New Zealander is that it's not really as much of a thing in the rest of the world. Nobody else has as much Snoopy's Christmas exposure as we do. And so the the hate that that song garners for people who've heard it too many times, it just it doesn't really uh, translate into territories where they're not constantly exposed to it every year. I have a personal... Uh, vendetta against grandma got run over by a reindeer I just think it's like weirdly mean-spirited but you know that's uh, that's a pretty specific opinion to me here is the deal that I'm going to make you I'm going to play you a version of Wonderful Christmas Time and I think it might turn you around on it this is by Fathom Um, so Fathom is a solo project by Nancy Howie Um, if you are familiar with the kind of um, more technical and avant-garde end of the New Zealand folk space you might be familiar with her band Tweed Um, they are a trio of very proficient musicians um, who take very kind of it reminds me of that sort of like uh, 70s 
soft rock is sometimes a pejorative term, but like 70s soft rock, yacht rock, like super proficient studio guys doing their own projects kind of vibe, but translated into folk music. Fathom is a project that Nancy uh, put together during lockdown um, where she made all of these uh, DIY musical instruments. Um, I actually interviewed her about it. If you look at npr.nz slash show slash morning show, you may still be able to find that interview. It may or may not have dropped off the site. Alas, I haven't checked before doing that. Um, however, uh, she she came on and did an interview about it. It was fascinating because, firstly, she's an interesting person. Secondly, she had this very specific philosophy where she was like, she needed a, a sound that fit a particular niche, but she firstly needed to be able to source the instrument in lockdown. And secondly, she needed to be able to play the instrument. And if you're not a musician, you might not be aware that there are some instruments where even getting a noise out of them is is quite technically challenging. Like you have to literally hold your face right to get most brass instruments to work properly. A lot of woodwind instruments are the same. You have to like blow over a hole at exactly the right angle. It's a whole thing. So she built all of these instruments out of whatever was to hand. And as a consequence of her kind of learning as she was going along and and the imprecision that a home workshop brings as opposed to, you know, um, an industrial instrument factory type setup, they all have these quite idiosyncratic uh, sounds and they operate not quite in uh, normal scale. So there's often just a slight air of wonkiness to them um, and combined with the sort of jazz influence of this of this quite technical approach that she has uh, that's led her to some really interesting places you can find the Fathom album it's called The World to Breathe uh, you can find that on Bandcamp it's neat and uh, very interesting She's also got uh, an Instagram and a YouTube where she kind of communicates with fans about what she's up to. And sometimes, uh, like at Christmas, she takes requests. And this time around, she decided the thing to do was uh, to take uh, probably the most hated Christmas song of all time and see if it was improved by the addition of DIY instruments. And my opinion is that it is. I think one of the things about Wonderful Christmas Time that rubs people up the wrong way is it's got all of these kind of jazzy touches, but they're presented in a very kind of milk toast kind of way. There's there's not a lot of edge to it. And and you know, there's a surprising vein in Christmas music of things that are that are dark and weird and sit in odd scales that you wouldn't necessarily expect. And it just kind of shies away from that and then comes back to this very, uh, again, sort of bland, inoffensive chorus. Um, And what I think that Fathom's version does is partly the DIY instruments add an element of wonk and discord to things, which uh, is entirely appropriate and I think helps. I think also uh, Nancy Howie's sense of... Um, of harmonization and the way that she's combined the various elements to put the song together actually make it into something more than the sum of its parts. Anyway, I will let you be the judge. You can find a video that she's done for this, um, which is also, you know, 
uh, an object lesson in doing a lot with a little, a little, because it's all shot on a phone in front of a homemade green screen, and a, a bit of it's outside. It's not, you know, billions of dollars of budget, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, you can find that on YouTube on the uh, Fathom YouTube channel if you like. Right now, here is the song. This is wonderful Christmas time. Ward is a young um, emerging artist from Hawke's Bay. Uh, she's put out a few singles already, um, Paint Dry and Under Wraps are the two that she's kind of pushing primarily through her website that come up if you go looking for her. But she'd sort of flown under my radar for a wee bit. Um, you know, 
there's a, an enormous volume of music that comes across my desk uh, and my job is not primarily just looking at new music. You know, I uh, I do various other things here at NPR as well. And so when something comes through that sort of seems uh, of a piece with uh, other kind of contemporary pop music and, and doesn't immediately have a thing that distinguishes it, then sometimes it just kind of goes under my radar until something a bit more striking comes along. And as if on cue, here is something a bit more striking. So following on from her recently released uh, debut EP, which was called Me and Me Too, Tia Ward has a track called Kawaiaho, which um, has come through on the new tracks compilation for November. Um, the thing that stands out for this one is that partly I, I think the production's allowing a bit more space to show uh, a bit more character in her voice. Um, pop production doesn't always showcase uh, the nuances of what an artist can do with their voice all that well. Uh, it's often um, a bit more of a, uh, a full force blast or a mouthful of nothing but sugar if you want to um, – kind of mix your metaphors I suppose this is uh, a little bit more restrained and so you can kind of hear what she can do a bit more uh, clearly and I think I think there's uh, there's real potential there in terms of someone who could do some really interesting stuff. The other thing, of course, is that, as you might guess from the title, the song is in Te Reo Māori. I do try and showcase stuff that comes through um, in Te Reo Māori uh, as a matter of course, but also particularly if it's good. And I think this is good. Um the uh, title, if you're not uh, familiar with Te Reo, is, uh, translates roughly as Who Am I? Um, and you get that juxtaposition between the, the Te Reo Māori and the English in the chorus on this one. Um, the, the words come from a poem which was written um, and then gifted specifically to Tia Award by this guy, Matthew Tahi, um, who is Tuhoi, and uh, there's not a lot of other information in the promo stuff around the song about him. Uh, there are a few Matthew Tahis who do interesting stuff in terms of uh, cultural coordination um, around the country and, and if uh, academics and things and so Matthew might be one of those Matthews it's just a bit hard to work that out um, with the information I have at hand uh, it also speaks the the poem uh, to Tia Ward's kind of position as uh, a young artist who is kind of trying to make her way in the world and make a name for herself and uh, do that at the same time as working out what uh, in what way her identity as a young wahine Māori um, contributes to that or or is in conflict with that or any of those things. So here you go. Uh, I think this is an interesting uh, meditation on that stuff. I think it is a neat example of uh, pop music being conf uh, composed um, with Te Reo Māori first as the original plan rather than the, the thing where people 
uh, translate songs that are already well known into Te Reo Māori. Um, and I think Tia Ward is a person to keep an eye on, uh, particularly if she sticks with, um, you know, exploring her Māori side musically. I think there's, you know, there's interesting stuff that might come from that. Right now, here she is with the song Ko Wai Aho. Listening to Hughes Featured Tracks, a quasi-weekly podcast put together from the tracks that I've featured over the last week or so of morning shows on Manawatu People's Radio, Te Reo Irirangi Ongatangata or Manawatu. If you'd like to listen to the backlog of episodes for this podcast, you can find them along with all of our other locally made shows at our website, www.npr.nz. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. 
NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.